Greetings all and welcome to the Real Good Podcast where every week we talk about all things going on in the screen and streaming world to find out what is real good. I'm Sean Carney and I'm joined by Mr Nicholas Stanifoff. How are we doing my man? I'm great man. It's, it's like third time's a charm. Um, a lot of special third things going on. Charm. Third time is a charm. A lot of special yeah. things going off this week. I'm very happy to see you. I'm, I'm glad to just be past the intro really if anything so far. Well um, yeah. The benchmark we've hit it so yeah anyway the up. human torch was denied a bank loan yeah yeah exactly That's me every time um, every time but yes i'm very good shall um all the shall, shit's been shall we talk off. about the, the lovely new music that everyone was just listening to then that music that's just bellowed through their ears and they're like oh what is this what is this yeah. new podcast like, we are hearing is it the same is, is it is it still two morons sat down talking shit for an hour yes because that quality yep. product will not be changing however yeah mm. We've got um, we got a brand new. Th- so who was the who was what? the who was the theme tune done by Nick? That was by the lovely, the generous, the so far caring, um, Ryan Sherlock. Uh, put through to me from a mate. I needed. I wanted a brand new theme tune. I wanted a brand new logo, and two solid compatriots stepped forward, um, and they've done the fucking goods basically. Um, but yeah. yeah, so the new theme tune is from Ryan Sherlock and the. Gorgeous, like first time, definitely had no oh, issues yeah, with first us time. all. <laughs> yeah, first um, time. You know, Nick. I've, the I've logo. noticed a few things about you during during this process of like new logo, new theme tune. Go on. It, it kind of reminds me of like uh, the woman at a Devil Wears Prada. He's just like right. he's such a fucking big diva. Like I cannot have, I cannot have rouge next to wait you know that's basically it when that's it comes to the it, logo yeah. that's basically what happened so yeah I'm, third I'm, time's a charm with that also <laughs> i am merely setting up i'm merely setting up that we are a top quality like mm. cut to perfection podcast upper echelon exactly we need to be crossing all bound all barriers mate mm. do you know what i mean getting every yeah. part of it just right and um jamie paris who has the, a hand blessed by god himself um has dished mm. out the logo it has two actually He's got two, actually. He's got two? <laughs> He's got two hands, boys. Show like. off. Yeah. Show off. Um, <laughs> is he ambidextrous? No, he's just good at drawing and wanking in the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> good at drawing one hand, wanking in the other. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, um, hopefully he used his drawing hand to make our new <clears> logo, <throat> which we will see plastered everywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. Over the next few weeks, you're going to see us. We're already on Instagram at This Is Real Good UK. We will be back on Twitter and Facebook. So there'll be various platforms popping up. Please, please, please follow, share, subscribe. All the relevant doodads that are required for this. Because this this is a new era. This is a new start, man. We're like, Mm. not necessarily starting over. We are just giving it a revamp. Because I just, I wanted, I wanted the... The sound and the sight of the Real Good podcast to basically... You basically wanted to polish the turd. Bloody hell. Well, I mean, yeah, my logo. My logo was all right. What? Mm. <laughs> People, you know, some might have said, that. some might have said, Nick, have you just ripped off Fast and Furious because it looks like the front cover of that? Yeah. But that wasn't the case. Um, but this looks miles better. You might see it on some yeah, t-shirts. Very... You might see it on some stickers, eh, Sean? What's what's the plan of attack yeah. for that? Yeah, that's. Well, that's a, the next sort of um, thing. What we're going to do is we're looking at a giveaway um, for either a milestone or maybe if we just decide to to give away some 
some uh, t-shirts and stickers to you lovely listeners and good shit yeah and just and basically just to say thanks for everybody and obviously because it is a new a new logo new theme tune not a new podcast still as to absolute morons rambling <laughs> on but um yeah we're looking that's what that's what's coming coming soon shall we say just like every trailer in the cinema coming yes. soon yes and we hope you like it so thank you anyway yeah, like like cinemas, we don't have dates either for so when when this will be happening, um, nah. but it will be on the horizon. So keep an eye. So on. probably sooner than a film, really. You'll see you'll see a t shirt yeah. with our logo on quicker than you'll see Robert Pattinson again in Batman. Um, <laughs> basically, that's that's the hope. That's our target. We're going for. Let us know what you think. We appreciate it anyway. Mm-hmm. So from our new look to an an new an actor's new look, uh, Mr. Tom Holland has uh, been unveiled as Nathan Drake in the long-awaited adaption of the Uncharted franchise. Yeah. So, Nick, what's your um, what's your background on Uncharted? I, I was going to ask you the same thing. Um, I'm I'm a massive fan, yeah. Um, like, anyone who... I think anyone who's had either from a PlayStation 3 to 4 um, over the past, like, over that era will have probably seen Nathan Drake's face pop up somewhere. Um and what's interesting about this is that like uncharted itself as a film as a film project has been in the pipeline for so long um mark Wahlberg, who is it who's turning up in this has been attached to it forever and finally it's and with like lockdowns and shit like it's finally happening thank god um and Mm -hmm. yeah i'm i'm a massive fan of the of the actual franchise mate like the there's a there's a common dispute of like which is the best one from one to four or lost legacy which was like a spin-off um Two is just for me like one of the best games ever made. It's fucking incredible, and I am very interested to see where this goes. Purely because it's being handled by Sony, who own PlayStation, and making this. So yeah. hopefully, the sort of tentative care will be going into this. It's worth considering that on the same side. On this, whilst this is happening, obviously, we've reported from various episodes in the past that a Last of Us HBO show is happening. Um, from like Naughty Dog seems to be checking all the boxes of like they they've always had franchises that are cinematic and have so much spectacle in it like people know that like the train climb in i think it's i want to say three i'm gonna be terrible for this people are gonna judge me forever i think it's three it might be three no it's not it's two i'm so sorry um the train climb like in in the second game is just for its time it was like this should not be happening as a game like it's two it's it's almost it is you know the games were commonly compared to Indiana Jones and it was just all about this, like this guy, Nathan Drake, who was an adventurer going off in search of treasures and stuff to try and make break, make the big time um, and get the, the, the big score basically. Um, what I think is interesting about this is that obviously Tom Holland, a lot younger than the character that when we first introduced Nathan Drake in the first Uncharted game. So they clearly got the full intention to make a franchise out of this. Um, have you have you played these, mate? Because I know you played Last of Us, which is obviously made by the same studio and stuff. But did you ever? Never played it. You've never played Uncharted. Um, never played Uncharted. So I basically got like little snippets of it. When you've got no dog in this fight whatsoever. Yeah, I'm just letting you ramble on there. Do you know what I mean? So um... what else is new? What else is new? <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but no, I've never played it. Um, but you've... I've seen my brother playing it and stuff like that. Um, obviously know about it it's obviously a massive gaming franchise yeah. you know what i mean um you said i'm really interested to obviously see what it's like you said we i mean we we caught up on when was it mate friday we saw each other um 
on yeah. the rarest occasions where we weren't on in lockdown. And you you said like you put the you put the post out on your own account and got a lot of responses back from that. What was the common sort of yeah definitely? Consensus? I think the I think it's because it had been in for uh, in production for such a long time. Yeah. Um, as you were saying, like Mark Wolbers have been attached to it for for a good while anyway, yeah. and and a, a lot of people were skeptical about how this is going to kind of pan out. But I think with obviously Tom Holland at helm because he's been so successful, um, you've got Ruben Fleischer who was the director of Venom. He's um, he's been rumored to be directing this one also, and then with the likes of well, no, he is. Mark is Wahlberg he? Is he directing be, it? It can't be rumoured if they're fucking filming it, surely. Well, yeah, no, he is. Yeah, I was going to say. So it's obviously, it's currently in production um, with him directing that. And then you've got Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. How the fuck do you say Banderas. his last name? Uh, and Tati, Tati Gabriel. But that, the funny thing about this is that it's, like, it's scheduled for a, a release of July 2021. Right. What What are you thinking? Are you thinking that's not going to happen or what? I don't... I, well, yeah, this is if if that's the case, then it's going to be before like, the likes of Bond and Batman and everything else. Yeah, which I find a, a bit strange. In what, wait, what, in what capacity? Why, why? Well, why would why would this one be scheduled for release quicker than the, the other films that are ready to kind of rock and home? I think I don't know what what we're saying. July twenty twenty one. Did you say? Yeah. I mean, July is obviously great. Like it's the summer. It's you know summer blockbuster. It's obviously aiming for. Um, I think it's yeah. a possibility because we'll be in the era. You got to look at it in Sony's like grand scheme of things. Are they looking at this going? You know, the PS5 will be out. Everyone will be playing PlayStation. Like, you yeah. know, Naughty Dog are in their element in terms of making just have have a record of making absolutely impeccable games. Like, there's no question the work they've done. They've never they've even like it's, I always say this in a weird comparison. Like, like even their their worst games are better than some of the competitors best do you know what I mean like even them on the worst day 100%. just towers above others I mean obviously starting off from fucking like the likes of Crash Bandicoot and mm-hmm. stuff like that do you know what I mean that was a massive well, it was like, massive game still as to this day do you know what I mean but that was like um, re-edited or redone like, everybody were like fucking Crash Bandicoot yeah uh, great I get to love the childhood again do you know what I mean and then obviously with Uncharted and then Last of Us too so yeah they've got they've got a, a fairly decent history my only concern is I've got two issues with this right so for one I think Tom Holland is a, Tom Holland is always a welcome addition to any film just because I mean you fucking rinse me for yeah. it for the past two weeks of like I need to see Devil all the time I will finally watch it can't believe you still not watched it I've just I keep hounding him and hounding him fucking busy every time every time Nick gives me ah don't give you a push <laughs> um, I'm busy I've got a kid on the way um, anytime Nick gives me a suggestion I'm like oh I watched that oh it was great or I didn't like that oh thanks for the suggestion I suggest one bastard film <laughs> That's on fucking one of the biggest platforms that everybody watches. And has this wankstain watched it yet? <laughs> has he fuck? It's me. It's not like I don't want to. It's I'm very much of a case of like I'm the I'm the sort. You do. No, I'm the sort. It's just like I don't. Go on, what? Okay, come. On. No, you're basically just on, saying what? I don't want to watch Sean's suggestion that's in case it's better than all my suggestions. That's, yeah, that's precisely. And then it blows me right out of the water, and then. He basically steals my job. I need to move back down to England. Life's over. The end. Yeah. That's why. That's how. That's how drastic I'd fucking be with that. No, it's literally because I know how much how much you've gone into it and said how like the praise you've given it and how it looks like. 
I want I want a night to myself to sit down and finally watch it and be like, right, I want two hours to myself of just really enjoying this. But and yeah. And then he's going to come onto the podcast on the Sunday and shit all over I won't it shit all over Because well, we don't agree on anything. That's not true. We've got film. <laughs> Why you got to put a downer on shit, man? Mm. Anyway, back to well, Uncharted. Where I was going with this is that Tom Holland is an addition to any film that always makes it better. <clears throat> and... Yeah, 100%, I th- man. I mean, I, I love seeing him in everything he's been in, do you know what I mean? So, um, when this news broke, when he obviously, sorry, when he obviously tweeted this out, like, everybody went mental for it, and I was like, it looks the part, do you know what I mean? He's, yeah. He's been doing well, kind of transitioning into more, more serious sort of action roles, trying to get away from the kind of um, stereotype of just being Spider-Man, obviously. Yeah. Um, being this kind of young, young guys, obviously. As, it, as, as he gets older, obviously the, the choices in his um, acting roles are um, being selected to kind of to pioneer him onto different different sort of like, um, bits of stardom. Do you know what I mean? Making him like a Hollywood A-lister. I'm not saying that he isn't already, but you know what I mean. To be one of the top dogs. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, good luck to him, man. But sorry, what were you saying about the that point you were talking I'm about just, when he's a welcome? I'm just basically saying he's like he's a welcome addition to this, and I think the. The interesting thing about it is that they've clearly got a franchise plan because Nathan Drake, when we meet Nathan Drake, he's in his what late twenties, early thirties with the with the actual game. Yeah. And only gradually through the franchise as it progresses do we see flashbacks of when he's younger. When he's younger, he's actually younger than Tom Holland's current age. So I think the way they've got it planned right. is clearly they're gonna make a series out of this. They want this Sony want this to be their Indiana Jones, of making more films, of getting to the point where eventually an uncharted chapter will come out in cinemas and it will be an adaptation of the game we've already played. My two concerns about this are one video games adaptations have a murky track history, man. Like the only good video game related films I can think of are either Wreck-It Ralph or Ready Player One or maybe Silent Hill at a push as a film that is actually an adaptation of a game that already exists whereas the previous two I was referring to have no link to a property whatsoever they are literally just leaning into that that world of people that know games on top of that for me Mark Wahlberg's casting as Sully is the, the major 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 stickler for me where I'm just like I know that character I've played all four I've played all four games of that of that franchise right that is not Sully to me like not even remotely i'm not going to say like i hate to be that person because obviously people go oh you know that's when i remember when daniel craig got cast as bond and we always refer back to this sort of massive epic casting choice of like someone hey, but i think Wahlberg's a different beast though. no but it's, it's very much like i don't see that as such and such like he's not my so-and-so like i hate to be that guy but I, I know Sully, like I know that character. I've seen their history in the four games that have come I out. I totally agree with you, mate. And it's just like, for one, the money they must have spent to get him on board. I think a couple of years ago, he was the highest paid actor of, of a particular year. Um, we've yeah. said in the past, like, there are there are a small pocket of films he's really good in. And I don't want him to steal the limelight from mm-hmm. Tom Holland. And I don't want it to become a Mark Wahlberg film. I, I will stand by this to the day I die. The perfect casting choice for Sully would have been Tom Hanks, who already played Sully. Yeah. I tweeted this. I, I tweeted you, this, and I got yeah, like so many people going, "Holy fuck, yeah, that would have been an ideal casting choice." Admittedly, the age gap's way too big. Yeah, but I just I can't see. It. I'm actually going to send you something now as a as a text, mate. Um, so I Jen have just put an. I but with all the sort of like all the sort of CGI stuff and that, I mean, you could fucking. 
You can change like and it that it's not you can basically change his appearance and stuff to to be no, but it's not even about changing appearance. It's literally that that actor and that character do not match in any way. I can't see it. And I'm be... no, I'm not saying I'm not talking about Matt Wahlberg. Oh, okay. I'm talking about Tom Hanks. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying you're saying obviously. Oh mate, you could have fucking you could have like dyed that, his but... hair. You could have dyed his hair and 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 had him as like yeah. the rough, you know, a, a little bit aging on the fifties, whatever. But yeah, I generally just put um uh just to interrupt me. I, I generally just put um an article up um today of Mark Wahlberg's Instagram has actually he's put a post up of him with the this iconic Sully Tash basically Sully has attached the franchise and yeah. even looking at it I'm just like nope <laughs> like nope not even just nope yeah it's not convincing like he's not Sully is Sully for me has always been the mentor slash partner to Nathan Drake through those games um if I'm, you know, mm-hmm. we mentioned a while ago with Last of Us, like Josh Brolin would have been a great, Josh Brolin would have been a great Sully. Like, that's the sort of caliber of sort of pull you should be wandering in. Yeah. So I'll be very interested to see what happens. I'm just really excited to see Tom Holland do another franchise where he's not like stuck to a wall. Um, but yeah. Yeah. As a as an outsider to this, what's your perspective? Are you just excited? Are you just in, intrigued in it or what? I'm intrigued to see it. Um... Obviously, as, as I said, like I'd, I'd heard my brother like kind of um, talking about it and, pl- and playing it and stuff, and he was like buzzing about it. But I just never got around to playing it, mate. Um, probably two balls deep in fucking Assassin's Creed, that, which is obviously another franchise that they messed up when it went to movies as well. Oh, mate. Um, absolutely, absolutely shit show. I think. <laughs> but, um, again, that you could obviously look at that and say, well, you had like Michael Fassbender at the helm of that. And look how badly that done. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it's whether or not it's successful. But I mean, from from an outsider looking in, um, obviously that it's got that sort of like uh, Indiana Jones slash um, Tomb Raider sort of effect to it. Do you know what I mean? So listen, mate, I'm on board. But the fucking the cast seems to be good, apart from obviously Wahlberg as we've agreed on. So yeah. We just need to wait and find out. We'll see how it goes. See how it pans out, man. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for a miss. I'd love to be surprised. I would love to be surprised. I won't be, but I'd love to be surprised. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's not, he's not, he's not positive that he's going to be surprised. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, that is what it is. But from your fucking like sort of dampener on like Wahlberg, then I'm not a big fan of this next news that's coming up. So. Wasn't a fan of him at the start when, when I heard he was announced to play this character, but um, it looks like Jared Leto is getting the last laugh anyway. Is he's <laughs> basically been um, told that he's shooting the additional scenes for the new side that Snyder cut that's coming out on uh, HBO Max. Yes. So obviously he Jared Leto was obviously played the Joker in the, um, the Suicide Squad, which, which came out two thousand sixteen. Um, it says that the additional footage of that is for the Snyder cut that we're all. And anticipatedly waiting for it um, to come out, but I mean, I was never a fan of either one the news when it broke that he was going to be Joker mm-hmm. or or his performance as him. Right, it okay. just it just wasn't. I don't know why. I mean, I think obviously, I think he had big shoes to fill anyway. Even going forward, and I, I get they tried to turn it in a different sort of direction yeah. by the way he looked and the sort of. The sort of um, 
his Joker. The way that he held himself playing, yeah, the way that he portrayed the Joker, the way that he held himself and stuff like that. But no credit, no discredit to actual like Jared Leto himself. He is a great actor. I do love some of the films that he's in, but I just think this this was a bad bad idea. And I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, mate, but it's. I'm just again. I'll be surprised again if it's if it's going to make it any better and stuff because a lot of the stuff that we've seen in the Snyder Cut or the clips of it, yeah. I think from what I heard from other people was that they were worried that there wasn't going to be that much additional footage, like like new shit. It was going to be almost like just little bits here and there that had been put in, and we were basically just going to be watching the same film again. Well. I mean, yes and no. I mean, the 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 thing about this is the history of Justice League is just is is an absolute shit show for various reasons. Like, yeah, you know, factoring in that fucking Zack Snyder's daughter died during production, like she, he stepped down, Joss Whedon stepped in, and you know, yeah. we've, we're now going to get a film. The the first film was what something like two hours. We're now going to get a four hour cut of of what it will be broken up into yeah. into segments, and my. My so, I will argue the case against Jared Leto. I don't think he was necessarily a bad Joker. I think the film he was in was bad, and the, in, and that's no that's no um, right. uh, like aim or fo- shot fired at David Ayer who directed Suicide Squad. Like much like Justice League, the mm-hmm. studio took a chainsaw to this film, right? And David Ayer has repeatedly said through Suicide Squad that is not my film that's on the screen. Like I, I might have got my own cut. Like there's so much more in it. Um, I think Jared Leto. I think I remember. I remember it going out, getting out, like going viral. The fact that there was a song. There was I can't remember the name of the song for it. But like, feel free to fucking do a search. But it was like Imagine Dragons did were involved in it, and Jared Leto appears more in that music video than he does the actual film. He is so he's so Not really. yeah he's so briefly seen in Suicide Squad that you. I don't feel you can make a solid case to say. Jared Leto was a bad Joker because there's literally not enough of him in the film to, to argue that case. My issue and almost I'd say interest with Justice with the new uh, Snyder Justice League cut is Jared Leto. There was never any news of Jared Leto being cut from the film originally, so why is he in it now? What additions have been put into the film? If this yeah, is the Snyder cut, what additional mechanics have been put in place to? to to make to warrant him being in this and i just think that's really interesting and i don't i think it's almost annoying to think well will this even amount to anything because okay he'll be in this film but you know we've got eventually we're going to have a matt reeves we're going to have a matt reeves batman joker and it won't be jared leto so what's the point and i don't know i just i get it's probably Zack snyder's effort to go no i'm gonna finish what i started but what my concern is is that he never meant no jared Leto was never mentioned in the production of justice league as a whole so why is he in it now is he literally just fucking fully excuse me is he literally just plugging holes um in into production and what how much will he be involved in it um he could it could very well like plead the case of of, of saying you know you know we've had joaquin phoenix since um, since then and I know you're a massive fan of, of Joker people think Joaquin Phoenix is the best Joker so far people think it's Heath Ledger Jared Leto never got that got that mention never really got that shot 
if he gets it, fair play to him. Yeah. But will that change things? Probably not. What's the point? I don't know. I'm just, I'm very like... No, I don't think so. I'm very, I'm very like ho-hum about it. Like, take it or leave it. Um, we'll see how it gets on. I just, I just think it's very interesting, the amount. And it's like worth mentioning as well that um, Joe Manganiello, who was in uh, Magic Mike and... I want to say True Blood. He was in True Blood as well. Um, who was Deathstroke basically? Yeah, Blood, yeah. Who was set up to be Deathstroke in um, the Batman, like Ben Affleck's Batman? There was even like a there was even test yeah. footage of him. He's going to be turning up in this as well. So it's almost like Zack Snyder is like squeezing every possible fucking po- like cameo villain hero he can into this. And I don't really know why. I don't want to be overstuffed with this. I just want to. I just want his cut. Like. But I think that's what I've, I, th- I think that's what everybody's impressions are of the Snyder Cut is that we're getting all this stuff and how's it going to how's it going to all fit in together of yeah. what we've already seen of the Justice League? Do you know what I mean? Um, will it make a difference? It's like, well, that's that's the big thing for a lot of people, and that's my kind of thought process on it as well. It's like, will it make a difference? Am I going to sit through a four-hour film and go, oh, that was fucking absolutely fantastic, or I'm just going to go, yeah? Like, okay, I've seen some cool, kind of cool five-minute whatever scenes or something that they added to it that I thought, oh, that's quite interesting. Yeah. But if you go, why why fucking bother? Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's, but, it, it is uh, worth noting. Another one for us to be... It is, sorry, it is worth noting sorry. that, like, whilst I get what you're saying in terms of sitting through a four-hour film, it is going to be broken up. Um, HBO are spending yeah, yeah, once a week. But it is, yeah, I get what you're saying, man. It's just, I don't know, like... With the mention of the names involved. Yeah. It's almost like as if they're going to redo The Irishman. And you're like, oh, it's going to be 18 hours long. You're like, what? <laughs> it's like, no, thank you. Um, Somebody better yeah. get me we'll an ice cream Sunday because I am in for the long haul. <laughs> <laughs> is, is um I know, I don't think we've actually discussed this. Is Joaquin Phoenix, like, your favourite now? As, as Joe? No, he's not my favourite, no. Is he, se- I'm guessing he's second at least? Second, yeah. Right. So is it Ledger, Phoenix, Nicholson? Yeah. That's interesting. Fair enough. I mean, I'm not even a mm-hmm. fan of of Joker, and I'd still I'd still say he's he's second. Like, who's yeah, second? Very interesting. I'd say I'd say my order my order matches yours. I'd go I'd go Ledger. Yeah, yeah, Ledger, yeah. Phoenix, I'd definitely Nicholson. say that. I just definitely. think I just think the performance that they're um, different versions though. He, yeah, definitely different versions, and I think if you go in the more sort of psychological um route and the the Joaquin Phoenix one it's like it's more behind the scenes it's like it's um it's a bit more kind of like grittier if you will do you know what I mean whereas yeah the Heath Ledger ones get like obviously the makeup's more drastic and um obviously the backstory and that you can see obviously in his smile and stuff like that as well it's just a lot mm. it's a lot darker do you know what I mean where um, yeah 100% and it's, 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 it, it, I think the Heath Ledger one, with regards to his performance, everybody holds it in high regard and, 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 and deservedly so. But with that Batman and him, that is, is very like sort of hero villain. Whereas when yeah. you watched like the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix in it, it was almost like you had that sympathy for him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you never really saw well, that was... in the in the Dark Knight. It was it was very much like a um, it was a taxi driver in the DC universe, wasn't it? Oh, I mean, it was, it was 
Whereas, whereas with the Dark Knight, like that Joker was a presence that you were fearing to turn up. With Joker, yeah. he, you saw him go home. Like he he went home and got yeah. the fridge. Like that's what right. he, that's what he did whilst Batman was off doing stuff. Um, obviously, yeah. Uh, Batman was in his cave Alfred. getting served a, a chai latte by Alfred. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and you know, and I think it's interesting <laughs> with that as well that like. Again, DC with the Warner Brothers DC plans. Like I've read a while ago that like rumors were getting out that Todd Phillips had gone to Joaquin Phoenix and said, "Look, I want to make a trilogy out of this." And it's like, how far do you stretch this? How far do you go with this? Because like when you look at stuff like we're we're gonna have, we said a while ago we're gonna have what what was it three three Batman in in two years like Pattinson, Keaton, yeah, and Affleck. And it's just mad, and it's weird that we've now accepted that. So, is it is it going to be the case we're going to see a Leto Phoenix and whoever next for Matt Reeves' version? Well, here's 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 yeah. my thought on it. I think if anything to do with Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, leave it mm. alone. Just don't touch it. Don't do it right, anymore. Okay. Just let the guy go and do be Napoleon and fucking. <laughs> put uh, put put two two boots on his knees and kid on his four foot eight. Do you know what I mean? Just let him do that. Let him go fucking method act. Um, because again, I just don't think. Just leave it be. I don't understand method why. Act. I think people... Because Napoleon Napoleon took to Waterloo with boots on his knees. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Because he's four foot eight. You fucking idiot. I know, but that's not method act. <laughs> I as it's like just it's like, like getting in character instead of just being a normal instead of just being a normal man with an American accent do you know what I mean like bet, oh, yeah. kneel down and, um, and have a yeah. French one but um, I think in the capacity of going forward if, if there was anything to do with Joker with Joaquin Phoenix's one I would probably say if you if there were if people were very adamant on him like seeing him again maybe like a bit part in the film do you know what I mean maybe where he shows up or something to do Fair with enough. like if it was like Paul Dano's Riddler and he was like looking to yeah. how do I how do I how do I get into the mind of the Batman and then it's like fuck it I'll yeah. go and see I'll go and see um, his Joker this guy do you know what I mean mate can you yeah. imagine that happening though can you imagine the fucking like chills you'd get of like walking into Arkham to- Robert Pattinson walking through Arkham and he gets to a cell, and Joaquin Phoenix is sat there. You, your brain would fucking dissolve, like. But that's, but I think again, that's, I think seeing our generation, especially now, I think sometimes we are, we're too spoiled of a generation with with movies and characters and all this, and it's like we always want more. We're never satisfied. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like some things are, some yeah. things are just meant to be left the way they are. Just move this on. Is, this just is like, you proper, mate. This is you proper switching to dad mode. Do you know what I mean? We're so bloody greedy. Kids nowadays don't know the ball. Oh, <laughs> bloody. I had three Playstations when I was young. We had a we had a BMW outside and a Ferrari and we had to make do. Um, but yeah, I think I think I'll be I'll be interested to see what happens with Jared Leto. Um I I'm just interested in the fact that this even exists. Like, there's going to be a four-hour Justice League film. It's just mad. Yeah. Um, but I think you know between now and the next few months, the names that are going to probably pop up. But it is. 
I just think Warner Brothers have got a really weird, interesting route they're taking, which is obviously completely opposite to the way Marvel Studios have gone with theirs, where it is like everything is connected. Warner Brothers have gone, mm-hmm. we fucked up on the first try. Let's just let's just <laughs> throw all this shit at the wall and see what sticks. Um, and we can only see what happens, man. And that's it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, what's mate? What's next on the news list? We are going to move on to Marvel's very famous ScarJo, or as we all know, the ScarJo Johansson. She's basically signed up to ah, yes. for the new TV take of the Bride of Frankenstein. She has been quoted as saying, um, "I'm extremely excited to emancipate this classic anti-heroine." Is that how you say that word? Heroine, hero, anti-heroine, like anti-heroine, heroine, heroine. But yeah, basically, <laughs> Black Widow actress Scarlett Johansson has lined up um, one of her first post-Marvel Cinematic Universe projects. And a new take, obviously, as I've said, on the classic the Bride of the Frankenstein character. Um, as revealed, we got this information from Hollywood Reporter. The project will be tri- will be titled Bride, and there's a small screen adaption coming from Apple and A24, who worked together on The Skies Everywhere, and the film is just out at the moment called On The Rocks, which stars Bill Murray and Rashida Jones, and is directed by Sophia ah, Coppola, yeah. which, which, on a side note, I am very interested to see. Ah right, on so the I rocks. think that's yeah. I, you know what? I think that I've got that. I've got Apple TV. I'm still not, I don't know if it's still not watched it. Anyway, um, so yeah, just to be anyway, clear, this so, is going to be a feature film, yeah. Well, it's going to be, as far as I'm aware, it's um, yeah, it's going to be the sort of new a TV film, if that makes sense. Right. So yeah, so it's just me a film like on Apple TV, basically. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Amazon, yeah, right, right, it's right. not going to be right. not getting into cinemas or anything like that because right. they're obviously Apple are shitting themselves just like fucking every other studio. Do you know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> <clears throat> aye, but obviously this is obviously quite kind of cool news. Is probably we had obviously previously re- reported that Ryan Gosling had um, been attached to the Wolfman, and the writers of this yes. are um, Lauren Shuker uh, Bloom um, and Rebecca Angelo. They're also going to pen this as well as um what do you call it sebastian how's that how you say it sebastian lilo will be behind it yeah sebastian lilo yeah but director yeah yeah that's how you say it that's how you say it (laughs) um so so yeah what's your what's your thoughts on this this mate what's your knowledge of the bride of frankenstein anyway because i've like not seen any of the hammer horror films to be honest yeah, I've never seen any of them either, mate. I can't say I have, do you know what I mean? My my, yeah. my Frankenstein knowledge kinda goes to um what do you call it? Fucking the young Frankenstein, that's it. <laughs> you basically <laughs> I love st- how your knowledge stops. is like mine's a Mel Brooks film, that's what happens in horror, yeah, right? That's um, basically um so that's my knowledge of it. I think it's interesting that so things I'm taking from this that I'm looking forward to are the fact that so to clarify, yeah, the writers that will Ryan Gosling film Lars will pen the script. So, so yeah. with that said, do you think there's a chance that with the, with them writing a Ryan Gosling Wolfman film, do you think they're going to link it in? And that's being directed by the same guy that made the Invisible Man. Do you think yeah. this is literally gradually, slowly starting to build the 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 like classic Hammer, not classic Hammer, yeah, I know what you're going to say, monster franchise. Like, yep. that's really interesting to see if they do this. But the, the, it's worth mentioning, though, that because it's different studios, and which is a major issue, like, this is why Sony, you know, are so bent on keeping Spider-Man to themselves and certain characters turn up in the MCU but don't in their own universe, etc. Like, with this, I don't know, like, 
I'm intrigued purely because of one of the people involved, that creatively, um, but also that it's modernising it. Like I've, I've looking at the article that you've uh, put in the calendar, like um, yeah. the version will see the bride now created by an entrepreneur rather than the classic mad scientist, escape from captivity into a world that sees her as a monster. She will then find the courage to establish herself as her own person with her own identity. This is written by uh, Joe Anderson of Digital Spy, and I'm. I'm getting very much like a Stepford Wives sort of vibe. Like, I don't think she's going to be like a lightning-haired, like, you know, drone, as it were. Like, she's going to be... Yeah. I don't know. Made... She's not going to look like Robert De Niro's Frankenstein or anything like that. Yeah. Um, What's your excitement level, mate, from like one to five? Well, I'd probably say like a... A decent three because again it's 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 who's like obviously Scarlett Johansson's connected to it and then as I've said like you've got uh, Rebecca Angelo and Lauren Sugar Bloom um, who are obviously doing the Wolfman so look mate I mean yeah. it's they're obviously it's a it's a very female sort of driven um, uh, producers and director and sorry not director but um, Scarlett Johansson at helm that as well and I get what they're trying to do do you know what I mean obviously as Scarlett Johansson said it's long overdue for the bride to step out of the shadow of her male counterpart and stand alone so that's obviously the yeah. direction they're taking in it but I mean look it's 2020 2020 2021 mate they're fucking we're in the, the year of like it's everything's everything's acceptable do you know what i mean like we shouldn't be shouldn't mm. be looking too much into this sort of because it's an, an all-female classic anti-heroine um cast or whatever do you know what i mean like, and she's at the helm of it it's like i get what they're trying to do and i'm, yeah. I'm i can see it kind of i can see it working do you know what i mean like if it's yeah, done definitely. well I'm more interested because of it like you say because it is a, it's very female driven in terms of the people involved yeah like to what will that amount in terms of a woman, essentially a woman, whilst she's been stitched together from bits and pieces of, of other people, like if that may be a very well origin. Like, well, see what you were you saying know, there about the sort of like, sorry, sorry, but oh, I was just going sorry. to say what you were saying there about like, I mean, she's not, as I was jokingly said, she's not going to be looking like fucking Robert De Niro's Frankenstein anytime soon, do you know what I mean? Like with the fucking <laughs> half an eye hanging off and stuff, but I do get that yeah. sort of like what you said was like a good point, the, the step for wives, so maybe she has like, mm. what I kind of got from that when you said that was like, that like sort of Edward Scissorhands look, do you know what I mean? Like where the face is kind of white and she's got like the kind of scars on her face and stuff maybe, do you know what I mean? Like, She's trying to kind of live um, a normal life in society, but... Yeah, maybe. I'm not necessarily thinking of the look of her. I'm thinking of the actual uh, mentality of her and the, and the and her mental sort of state where yeah. she's literally been rebuilt by a guy who says, I want the ideal woman. And she's gone, no, nah, I'm not cool with that. I'm going to fuck off and do my own thing. Hi. Um, but like you said, you know, the known, the common thing with any Frankenstein related issue is that the, you know, it's well, it's, it's, it's that iconic image, isn't it? Of him stood at the top of the windmill and the villagers running up the street, like trying to get rid of the monster. Will she be seen the same way? Um, the thing about that is, it is Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> like, she's not, she's not looking too rough, is she? Um, so let's, nah. I'll be very interested to see how much they mess with that image or how much or to what capacity that goes in terms of yeah you know i mean obviously i think though is again what i said like by the whole edward scissorhands edward scissorhands thing i can't edward scissorhands <laughs> <laughs> um that, they keep that sort of like they keep that sort of beauty there but there's like 
yeah. the fucking the piercing eyes and a little a few little scars here and there and it's like mm. again she's trying to fit into a world that she doesn't know because she's been made by fucking this guy do you know what i mean so listen yeah. solid I'll be interested three out of five to, see who to the look forward to anticip- sorry yeah well yeah that's another one and then again, hopefully, is what you were what you were saying earlier about uh, Uncharted with what Wahlberg behind Tom Holland. Hopefully, it doesn't overshadow him, and hopefully, yeah, whoever definitely. they get on board to do this with her, it doesn't take away the shine from. Again, it's it's about the Bride of Frankenstein. It's about Scarlett Johansson. Do you know what I mean? You don't have yeah, that, a counterpart there to take the fucking shine away from it. I can see. You know, I could actually see playing it. Hold on, let me just get it just right. I want to make sure. Um, Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, Alexander Skarsgård being yeah. the good like entrepreneur who's like, look, you know, don't go outside. It's it's not for you, yeah. etc. Um, but yeah, I'll be very interested to see it because, uh, you know, we've said in the past like Invisible Man was absolutely incredible, and yeah, brilliant. The fact that they they're looking at horrors like certain horror films like this, revitalizing it and going right, how can we make this our generation's horror i just think is really interesting and and not just yeah. going for the easy we'll just do scene after scene after scene that looks exactly the same and that's not what people want they want something that's the same but ever so slightly tweaked and modernized and yeah. like, this does the job um, but i yeah, think it will be that if they do if they do it right it, it will be a big hit and if it's done in the in the right way like it's fresh and new as you said then we'll just again another one as we always say we'll wait and see and we'll fucking we will let you guys know what we think of it when it's all out and done. But swiftly moving on to swiftly. probably probably the biggest <laughs> fucking news that has happened all week, and the biggest film <laughs> that has come out all week. Um, I don't know where to start because I've just drank <laughs> half a gallon of water to prepare my fucking the insides of my mouth for the amount of talking we're going to do about this film. So. <laughs> if you don't know and you haven't seen it yet, Borat 2, the subsequent movie film, or I don't, the, the, even the title here, the delivery of the pre- pre- prodigious bride to American regime for make benefit one's glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Only fucking Sasha Baron Cohen could come up with a fucking uh, a title that long in 2020, basically. So if you haven't seen it, Borat 2 is on Amazon Prime now. Uh, me and well, Nick watched it basically like a week before me because he's got like friends in high places um i haven't got friends in high places i wrote a review you know for I mean. it don't fucking yeah. judge me <laughs> you know what i mean he's basically he's one of those people was... you know what i mean he can't he can't he can't wait for one us of those folk, people you know, he has to watch it he has to watch it before <laughs> <us>. yeah <laughs> hey, um, don't be fucking bitter so this is how it happened folks right so i basically messaged sean going oh by the way i've got borat to review and I, was raging. I didn't get anything. I didn't get anything. Yeah. I got a silent rage. You know, when you've really fucking pushed someone over the edge, where you're like, Shit, I think I just sent you a middle finger emoji. It's worse that he's not said <laughs> He did, yeah. yeah. I was like, it's worse that he's not said anything. I'm like, I'm worried about when I see him next. Um, but yeah, mate, the, you're right. The so, biggest fucking news that's come from this. So it's the biggest news, and obviously, the, the, this is obviously the mockumentary comedy film that we're all, we all love, which basically was out. In 2006, Borat, and it, he's back with a fucking bang. Out with Borat too, and it's... It's just this <laughs> film... Nick said to me, right, and I'm going to disagree with him on it, because it's 
I get, and he's probably going to argue his point as he always does, and everybody knows. Do you know what I mean? But Nick said to why, me that why this... are you saying it like I'm not here? <laughs> well, I know you're here, but I'm I'm waiting for you to interrupt me. But Nick said that this film is the funniest film ever made. I so said I'd... one of the. No, you said that. Did I fuck? Absolute bullshit. You fucking did. We're on Starbucks. Maybe I had too much coffee, but anyway, it's absolutely hilarious. Like I, I think compared to the first, um, the first Borat film was was a lot more laughs. There was a lot more sort of sketches. He spoke to more people, like kind of all these politicians and other people that he got down to sit with and interviews and people that he pranked and like fucking supermarkets asking what what cheese was. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but. I think with the Borat too, this one was like a lot more shocking. I think I think you'll agree with me on that. So what's what's the news you're coming from with this? Well, I'm basically what I thought was I'm gonna I'm gonna but I think we should talk about the film first because this bit at the end that the the Fair. shocking part, okay. the shocking news is yeah worth the wait. Like Nick so basically okay, Nick obviously Fair. as I know had watched it before me and they basically said, Have you seen the news? And I thought what does he mean the news? And he's like about Borat, and I'm like, no, no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> what is news? And he's like you, and he's like you have not seen it. Like he was so shocked, and I was like, mate, I've been working. And he's like, it's global news, and I thought, how the fuck is Borat <laughs> to global news? And then obviously I watched it and found out. But we'll get that in a second. We're going to obviously talk yes, about okay. this. Yeah, obviously, we'll go through the full on real good review then. A full-on real good review of basically starring, obviously, as we all know, Sasha Baron Cohen, who plays Borat Sagdiev, and then the 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 stand the outstanding newcomer Maria Bakalova, who plays his daughter Peter, um, who is like amazing. I don't know how she managed to keep straight face through this fucking in, film in specific situations, man. In very specific Which we'll situations, talk about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So basically. If you haven't seen this film, we might slip up and say some spoilers. We'll try our best not to, right? Because it's fucking, it's such a good film. We had we had a fucking great time watching this. But um, so anyway, basically, this is this whole premise of this is to offer his daughter, who's tutor, to be offered as a bride to Mike Pence, who's the vice president of the United States. And right from the get go, you're thinking, how the fuck? Is this possible? Like, how is it even going to pan out? Do you know what I mean? It gets yeah. to America, and obviously, people. I mean, I don't know how how real this was. Obviously, I think it was a bit set up where people are recognising stuff, going high five, high five. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that was maybe set up. Do you know what I mean? To basically know that um, he is that famous now because of the the, the film back in two thousand six. Has to do with all these disguises and stuff, but he's got his daughter with him and. The shit that he goes through to basically get his daughter like ready, if that I put that in quotes, ready. For <laughs> ready. <laughs> that's basically what he keeps saying, isn't it? It's like that's yeah. the process no, you're that's right, going through your right. mind. It's like so. It no, it's worth it's make. worth pointing out. So basically, the pitch is that he's been in doing. He's been pr- imprisoned for hard labor because whilst the film, the first film was a massive success, Kazakhstan has now become a laughing stock of the of the world. And he was jailed for the for the punishment for the, for oh, the crime. Right, and they threw him in the gulag. He ends up, 
yeah, threw him in the gulag and eventually he gets out and the premier of Kazakhstan basically says to him, right, you're going to get back on the job and we want you to go to speak to Mike Pence because he's got connections with McDonald Trump and we want oh, you bro. to provide him with um, a gift which is the um, Kazakhstan's foremost health, in, what is it, environmental and porn star, um, oh, what's his name? Something the monkey. Johnny basically, monkey? they're going to give him a monkey. Johnny the monkey, yeah. and they give him they they he Borat tricks tracks over to America, gets there, opens the crate, the monkey's gone, and instead his daughter's there, who, as you say, is Tusa. And what proceeds is you're right, mate. What you're saying in terms of the first film, I my basically my my perspective of this of the first in comparison to the first and the second film, the first film is funny because people are not aware of what's happening. And they are just rolling with this absolute moron who has come to see them and is, you know, asking them, you know, when he goes up to the, sort of those those groups of guys and he's like, I want to dress like you. Like, is that right? Pull your, tra- pull your trousers down a bit more. And then he ends up wandering to a yeah. hotel and he's like, I want a hotel room. Um, bitches, no pimps. Like, I, I, that is, that that was a film focusing on people's reactions it's been 14 years since the first film. And since then, nothing seems to be off limits. Like anyone can say anything. And as a result, the responses you get through this this film are so shocking. Where it's like, I can't believe, one, he's kept his face as stone as it is. And two, people have responded the way they have to the stuff that he says. Yeah, um, yeah I just... I've, I mean, I fucking loved it. Like, I wrote a review for Jump Cut. Shout out to Jump Cut. I gave it, I gave it five out of five. I think it is not not just one of the... It is one of the funniest films ever made. It's the most impo- one of the most important films you should watch this year. But yeah, sorry, but yeah, I went so. completely off a fucking rant there. No, um, no, I, thought, I, but I, yeah. totally, I totally agree. It's like, it's a very... It's, this, this film, again, as I said, it's, it's as, as shocking and funny as... Don't think again. It's just as funny as the first one, but that's just because of the way it's set up. This film is more yeah. of a like a sort of statement to today's fucking how 100%. things have how things haven't changed since two thousand six. Basically, when they came out, and they was trying to point out how how fucking moronic some people actually are. Like you've got racist people, you've got anti anti Semitic people, you've got people who are running the country who are fucking absolute morons. You know what I mean? And it, yeah. I think I, I think that's his main sort of objective for this. I okay, he's doing it to obviously fucking lighten lighten the fucking the issues that are getting on at the moment by by us laughing at them. But yeah, he's pointing out loads of kind of important issues again. As I said, like the anti-Semitic bit, the the racism, like and obviously the pandemic that everybody's going through at the moment. How people are dealing with that, and it's like. And all these rallies and all these people who don't believe it's real and they're blaming it on fucking like, like it's all all we do with China and stuff and how Donald Trump's the best thing it's ever was ever invented and that it's just it's absolutely insane. <laughs> the best thing that but, was ever invented, mate. That's what it is for some people though. It's like it can do no wrong. Yeah. Like why are you not wearing a mask? Do you know what I mean? Or left it in the car? Do you know what I mean? And he's like high five. Do you know what I mean? Like fuck the mm. virus and you're just it's it's crazy, but. The, the bit that got me the most and I actually had to pause it because I just couldn't believe my fucking eyes was when they go mm. to the debutant ball. Oh, mate. Like, you know what's weird, right? So obviously, I've, 
I texted shit ton of people where I was just like, I've watched it and they're like, is it good? And I'm like, I can't tell you what happens in it for obvious reasons. Yeah. Because it was, it was like, my review was spoiler free. I tried so hard not to reveal certain details that happened in it. The amount of people that literally just text me back with the simple message of debutante ball. Yeah. Like, I got, I, I, just, got, I, I got one I mate text who texted me back going, the dance. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got debutante ball, the dance, full moon. Oh no, red blood moon, blood moon. Oh, um, red blood moon, yeah. Yeah, red blood moon. I got one mate who just going, the red blood moon. I was like, I know. I fucking know. Um, Unreal. Mate, I just, it's, it's, I think that's where it tier, it topples over the first one because this is what I'm getting at is that things happen in this film where whilst that scene alone, their dance routine is just like nothing you've ever seen and the reaction is amazing. There are certain instances where it's like, I don't understand how you have said what you've just said on camera and you know there's a camera there. Okay, you might yeah. think there's a fucking village idiot there, but you've still said something that is a clear like you're saying I I, I, I I kind of disagree with you in terms of what you said of like nothing's changed I think everything's changed for the worse in terms of people say things in this film that they deem acceptable that would not have been acceptable 14 years ago when he tells a cake decorator to write Jews will not replace us on a cake and she yeah. accepts it and goes straight to it it's like it. she just well, does another it another bit as well where um, she, I think they're in getting a dress, and he and he says something to her. I can't remember what it was. It was like he says something to her about like where's the where's the dress for being slutty or something like. That. Do you know what I mean? I can't um, remember what it is. Actually... Um, no, it's where's the yes means no section. Where's no, the no yes means, means yes no section? Sorry. And then no means no. Where's she the no start, means section? Like, yes. She seems she starts laughing, and then as he start yeah. he starts laughing in her face and going ha 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 ha, ha and I'm just like. What is going on? Like she this starts woman pulling dresses has out. got this woman's got a business, and you're just like, if somebody <laughs> said that and they come into your shop, you'd be like, no, 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 that's not appropriate. This is because again, she's a yeah. woman as well. That's the most mm-hmm. important fact. She's a woman. It's a a, a young fifteen year old, or she's meant to be a fifteen year old girl, and yeah, she's yeah. like laughing at his like fucking inappropriate comment, and he's mm-hmm. actually laughing in her face as if to say. Do you yeah. realise what you're laughing at? Do you know what I mean? But it's just they don't get yeah, it, yeah. and it's it's funny, shocking. Um, I, I basically I mean, it's hilarious. It, it's it's hilarious, mate. I'd give it a five out of five as well, but I'd give it a five out of five more for what it's trying to do and what he's trying to do. It's yeah. so smart from him. Like, oh, mate! To, it's it's as it's borderline genius for to 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 do what he's done with this film. Do you know what I mean? And then obviously. Mm. Everything that's come out behind it, I mean, it's just it. The guy does not give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't. No. It doesn't care. And the thing he's is, just like, he's there to highlight these issues, and that's it. He's ma- he's making people fucking yeah. sort of hopefully wake up, but we'll wait and see. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting is I've I've seen a lot of people compare. People people have tweeted since like there was a lot of actually like um, big names sort of coming out with like uh, Josh Gad. Uh, Chris Rock, James Gunn, um, I think Seth Rogen said he'd watched it like seven times since he got it, basically, before the film even came out. He says, I can't stop watching it. And sort of saying that whilst, you know, 
we've said it does hold a mirror up to this film to the to, to the current undeniable Trumpian America and say look how far we've fallen but what's great about it is is that it still it doesn't you know it's not a it's not a film that is directly aimed at the Trump supporter and 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 makes almost like a propaganda film because I said I mean I yeah. said to you like you were like you know what happens in it how good is it and I was like I can't tell you I said but what yeah, I love can, about yeah. it is that it it but what I love about it is that it holds a mirror up to everything and basically and basically whilst it shows the negative elements of what can happen if it, not 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 what can happen what has happened it also shows briefs the smallest glimmers of hope where it's like he brings people in that are complete everyone is clueless to Borat right everyone he comes across is clueless there is there are a select few characters in this film whilst their views may be opposing the genuine decency of human nature it presents itself like where they yeah. make good choices and they do good things and it's like even though they are the butt of the joke they're still doing something right and you go you know what we're not fucked after all like there's there's a you know you've seen it in the trailer where he's fucking hitting a frying pan against a wall trying to kill the coronavirus and these two guys that let him into his house and they're trump supporters and they believe that the democrats are the democrats drink the blood of children but yeah when he's in a fucking pickle and he's like i need you to help me they help him and that's just just shows you like the views might be different but the the genuine human decency still exists no matter what side you're on and it's hopefully that this highlights that and goes oh, you know mate the fucking babysitter when he goes to take her drops tutor off at the babysitter and she's like no look at yourself like you are a beautiful yeah. woman like you should be proud of yourself she doesn't know there's a camera there she doesn't know that this is a complete setup i, I mean i imagine so and that's well, I think nice I think to an extent she does, Nick. I think she does know, but I think at the, at the end, yeah. Sorry, she knows like, there's fucking cameras there. There's a fucking camera there. But, but I think like, because she is, she, she is the person she is, and like she's just quite quite an honest woman. Um, yeah, she, I think she's just straight up. Do you know what I mean? Um, I, I kind of south, a woman from the south. Do you know what yeah. I mean? her name is Jeansy Jones? For anybody um, doesn't yeah. know, but uh, she's basically just a lovely woman. And then what you were saying about that as well was like, there's that sort of like truly fucking lovely people like the two um holocaust survivors that the the woman like you know the, oh, the woman when like, the, the synagogue so that's interesting what's your stance on that what do you mean like from from what point in terms of so basically this is uh, for those that don't know and again a bit of a spoiler there's basically a moment where he ends up going to a synagogue and if you know Borat you'll know that he him he doesn't like he doesn't like Jews. He doesn't trust them. He thinks they're like monsters, etc. They're demons. There's a f- moment in the first yeah. film where he like thinks they've turned into cockroaches, and there's basically there's a there's a really bittersweet moment I referred to it as where he goes to the synagogue. He speaks to this woman. She's like he's like he doesn't he he's seen previously on Facebook that there was a Holocaust that was that, that it was a hoax and it wasn't real. And he says like, it doesn't exist. And she's like, no, it does exist. I was there. I saw it, etc. And she gives him a kiss and she's so kind. And she's so giving. I know. And since then his knee, the woman's niece or granddaughter, I think has actually threatened to put a court case forward for okay, Sasha Brown Cohen for, for setting this up. It's worth noting. This is the only instance through his entire career where he's played Borat where after the camera stopped, he came back and basically said, look, this is all a, 
uh, caught on camera situation. I'm not yeah. real. This is like, what are your what is your stance on that? Do you think they pushed it too far, or do you think it's okay? Like, do you think it? Where do you stand on it? Well, I think because like of, I mean, I think it's I think he is Jewish, isn't he? His, his, his heritage is Jewish. Yeah, he is Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like. Obviously, he's, he's pushing the boundaries of his own sort of religion and whatever, and like yeah. obviously, again, as I said, like the anti-Semitism that. But he's he's obviously went and said, look, listen, this isn't real and that. It was just fair enough, do you know what I mean? Like he never really breaks character a lot and stuff. But I don't think mm-hmm. it's that that bad, to be honest with you. Like I right. think that if that's the the worst thing to come out of this film, then he's a fucking looking at the wrong thing. Do you know what I mean? I think like the the other stuff that that the other people do compared to what he does in this film because again he's playing a character do you know what I mean he's playing a fucking yeah. an absolute moron of a of a of a guy from a different country who doesn't understand the values that goes on in different countries, um and again he's a comedian do you know what I mean like if he's obviously doing it to make us laugh but again there's a statement behind it as I keep saying do you know what I mean so I don't mm-hmm. think it it should be I don't think it should be scrutinised that that badly. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm on the fence. Like, I think, I think he pushes it. He might push it a bit too far. I can appreciate why people think it's offensive. Um, mm-hmm. But I sort of wrote in the review that like he makes an effort to cross lines that others won't cross. Some of them yeah, shouldn't 100%. be. Some of them definitely should. I.e., that film's fucking finale. We are of oh. course referring to Rudy Giuliani. What did I? I mean, I said to I you, like, you asked me, like, what happens, and I was like, I can't tell you, but the final bit is you, you're just not prepared, you're just not ready for it. What do you take from that? I mean, so basically, what, what um, Nick's referring to is that they, so they go through all the trying to get to Donald Trump. They can't obviously do that. Try to present a monkey to him. They, they end up they're going to give his daughter away to <laughs> they um, try and present make, a monkey to him. That's basically what they're trying to do, do you know what I mean? I know it sounds mental, doesn't it? It's just the concept. I know. And then, so they go from that to giving Tutor to Mike uh, Mike Pence. And then after that, they think, right, we'll give it to somebody who's close to him. Who's the closest, like, kind of adversary? Oh, Rudy Giuliani. And you're just like, right, okay. Closest ally. So basically because Giuliani has bragged about having an affair with fucking a woman with big tits, basically. So he's trying to get his daughter to look better than that and try to get out of surgery. So fast forward and it gets to the end of the film and as Nick rightly said, the last fucking 10 minutes of this film is absolutely insane. He's basically going through an interview with Tutor who, which I don't know which isn't clear, Nick, right? But does he know that she's like, 15 or does he think she's an older woman so this is the thing that's got out where he doesn't know her age to my understanding right right but right okay so for me so basically but he doesn't know her age we'll go from there yeah 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 so he doesn't know her age so basically after the interview Rudy Giuliani who's used to be in the mayor and is now like obviously Trump's fucking um lawyer um, basically it says to her oh we'll, we'll go into the room so I mean because only there's cameras and that in the, in the room after the interview so and his, no she's like in. no she's like do you want a drink it's in my bedroom in the bedroom and I, he's and like he's yep, like kind of no ushering her room ah he's like of course so I mean 
I mean, don't get me wrong, the guy's nearly dead. So if that's a young, hot, blonde woman asking him again for a drink, he's probably nearly dead. <laughs> he is, man. He's like 103. Do you know what I mean? Like in dog years. Um, so basically, obviously, he sees this as a, some sort of sexual advance. So he goes into the room where, and it, he asks her pure, brazenly, not a fucking care in the world. He's like, yeah, yeah, you'll need to give me your address and your phone number and gives her a little pat on the arse. And you're just like, well, does that happen? Fucking, what in the barbershop? <laughs> no, I mean, does that does that happen? I don't remember this bit. This is you. I'm literally going off what you're saying, mate. Like, no, no, it because... does. So he goes in. They sit. Like, she, oh, sit down, take a drink. And she's like, oh, I'll, I'll take the microphone off you. So basically, while that's going on, he's like, oh, you have to give me your address and your phone number, and he gives her a little pat on the arse, like a bit little, t- little kind of tap, and and then it, right. she's like, oh, laughing and stuff. So then. It goes from there to him lying on the back of the bed, but it's sort of lying, like lying down with his back on the bed with his hand down his trousers. But mate, so, that's how that's how every man tucks his shirt in. Did you not know that? That's how we all tuck our common... shirts in. Mate, she's mate, she's yeah, see you know me mean? putting my so- she see me putting my socks on in the morning. <laughs> I do it with both legs <laughs> over my head. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like what the fuck, mate? I. So I had a friend who watched it and she said, she texted me saying, he's definitely tucking his shirt in. I was like, if you think Bullshit. that's how a grown man tucks his shirt in, you are off your fucking tree. Like, I've never just laid not... down on the bed and tucked my shirt in. <laughs> but, Again, but, that's but like just lying down. Right. That's like lying down to do everything. So you could do it. Oh, I lay <laughs> down to put my tie on. I lay down to put my belt on. I lay down to fucking pull my socks up. What are you talking about? Unless you're fucking <laughs> like nine months pregnant. Unless you're nine months pregnant, you don't lie down on the couch to basically put your socks on. But it's like it's like me going, like, oh, Nick, read this newspaper. Two seconds, let me put my glasses on. Hello. Hi. Well, that's, like, I remember somebody, somebody, somebody actually spoke about it. So uh, uh, on a podcast that I listened to, and they said that um, he says I don't understand. Again, he was agreeing with us and said that's not how you put your shirt. You tuck your shirt in. He says, but again, going on his defence, it's like he's an old man. He can't really. So this is this is what he's trying to say. What his defence would right. be if the defence stands up. Do you know what I mean? So he's basically saying. Yeah. Oh, well, he's an old man, so maybe he does lie back, or do you know what I mean? And he's fucking like, he's not got the strength to kind of like, like sit up. He's maybe got to roll over and then stand up. It's a bit of an effort, so you just think, well, while I'm here, I'll tuck my shirt in. And I'm going, that's a reach. That is a reach. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's a massive that's reach. A... He reached. He exactly. definitely reached. But I, we were reached for, he I... was trying to find something anyway, that's for sure. So after, obviously, I... this I... happens, fucking Sasha Baron Cohen, that we found out after it, he's got like a, a kind of false wall in the room and he's obviously watching this going on so he sees this as like basically a sexual advance and he intervenes yeah. and, and he tries to basically offer his asshole. he's like my my, my oh, pussy hole is tighter and stuff and he's dressed up in red panties and stuff and it's just it's chaotic Juliana leaves in a hurry just cannot believe what's going on he's just thought insane and then it just it just I it, it basically escapes down the hallway and this as Nick said, it made fucking a global news. It's it's been everywhere. Um, he Rudy Giuliani has replied to it and said, "I was tucking my shirt in," and and then he came, he comes out and says that, "Oh, I'm, I'm glad that uh, Borat didn't get me." And I thought, what a statement to make. 
what do you mean get you yeah. get you in what in what respect that's a very vague yeah. kind of thing to say and then only recently um donald trump comes out and says i don't find uh sasha baron going funny and he's like oh that's quite ironic he says i don't find you funny either you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> um i mean i think i said i said to sean like i think it's done what no other film has done ever like it's caused massive discussion in terms of a, a real life event that should really be reviewed and analyzed and, and considered and i think it's a great film i think it's it's very important to watch i think it's i just think it's brilliant like i i think it's it's you know 2020 has been insane as it is this is definitely this this needs to be seen to just sort of put the icing on the cake to go yeah this is where we are now this is this is how we've come as a generation and where particularly america is there's no denying it it's it's highlighting what the state of america is in um but for better or worse in some areas yeah. and you should definitely watch it and if you've got any remotely if you've got even a fragment of a funny bone you are going to laugh in this film at some point if it's not a period dance it's him going to fucking going taking his daughter to a plastic surgery and it just it just it's just or buying her um, a cage buying her a cage because every girl needs a cage mate that's that's the most yeah. important purchase you can get jesus um but yeah just highly recommended i gave it five out of five what would you say mate out of five yeah i would say same to you mate i mean again for it's very for for everything that it's trying to do it does yeah very very well definitely a hundred percent um so yeah it's on amazon prime they must be laughing uh, it's worth do yourself a favor actually lost subs- it's worth mentioning as well netflix have lost subscriptions this month um insane and it's interesting that amazon are pulling out bag- bangers like this so yeah very very intrigued um yeah please please watch it um we went to the cinema though this week mate we yes, saw we an did. old classic what did we see mr an old we went to go and see the 2002 sci-fi would you call it a horror um i'd 100 percent call it a horror more than a sci-fi you mad man well no i would call it a bit of sci-fi as well do you know what i mean like for what it's kind of trying to do. So basically what we're talking about is a 2002 film directed by Mr. Neil Marshall, who, uh, as you, you probably rightly know, did, obviously, um, The Descent. But we went to see Dog Soldiers, and, mate, I, I shit myself twice. Do you know what I mean? As you did shit yourself twice. I was very yeah. surprised. Um, I was very surprised I've too, watched... because, again, I knew what was happening. I kind of, I was a bit fuzzy towards the end, how the story panned out again, because it had been such a long time I've seen it. But, um, yeah, I basically shot myself when a cow fell out of <laughs> the sky and also when a man appeared from a box. Yep. So that was me. Sounds about right. Um, yeah, I mate, I loved this film as a kid. So I watched this. It was great. I mean, I think, I, should have done. I think most of us kind of at that, that age, you know what I mean? 2002, mm. um, we, were, we were in our prime, Nick. Do you know what I mean? We were. We were. Um, um, so yeah, yeah basically... Like my first intro- Sorry, are you No, I was just saying, it's like my first introduction to sort of, a, not a big, but like, it, it sort of checked the boxes of all the things I loved. Like, it's got bits of everything. It's got Predator, it's got Aliens, it's got Night of the Living Dead, it's got American Will, yeah. obviously. Um, Evil Dead. Um, I never realised that one of the soldiers is actually called Campbell, named after Bruce Campbell, who is obviously Ash in the Evil Dead as well. Um, but for its time, first time director for Neil Marshall, who went on to do, like you say, uh, the Descent went on to do Doomsday which wasn't actually massively loved but has done various episodes in Game of Thrones which um, a lot of them are fucking bangers yeah. but yeah 
there are some pros and cons for this film. It has not aged well, but it's still got its moments. What did you take from well, it? Well, you, you, you said I got a good statement when you came out and it kind of rounded up the film um, kind of in a nutshell. But it's definitely a product of its time. Um, mm-hmm. I think obviously with the with the um, the way they kind of redid it, do you know what I mean? Like the yeah. the scenes and stuff, you can see the way it's shot from what back in the day, and that is sort of a lot darker, and it's it's a bit weird when you're watching it sometimes, especially the chase when they're chasing them to the barn. It's like different shots, yeah. so it's like kind of re-edited and stuff like that as well. So it's um, yeah, I said they tried to basically. Is, They've done a re-release and tried to polish it up, and there are some scenes in the yeah. film where even we sort of looked at each other and was like, "That's weird." Like the color, the color yeah. levels just completely shift from from one scene to another, yeah. um, which just take you out of it. But I mean, it's um, it's just one of those ones. Just a sort of kind of it's, it's a fucking it's a cool film. Do you know what I mean? It's um, we 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 laughed and like. Some of the lines in it are fucking absolutely tremendous. Like I remember you saying that the, the, the line in it where I hope you get the shits um, before mm. the werewolf eats them is probably a, a fantastic line. And um, and then obviously bits where he's like, it says in, in, the, in the paper at the end of it, werewolves ate my platoon under the, the result of the, <laughs> obviously, the 5-1 England-Germany match. It's just, like, it's, just, it's just a funny film. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know yeah. it's kind of silly when you're saying that to yourself, but obviously about werewolves and that, and the fact that I obviously shit myself as well. But it's, it's got everything in it. It's quite cool. It's fucking. It's got the old sort of werewolves in it, though. The fucking guys are in stilts and they're having to duck under the fucking the door frame to get in. Um, and I, I was actually I, mean, I, don't really on, know. I was actually reading up on that in terms of the trivia, and they were saying that they intentionally got sort of um acrobats and sort of dancers to take those roles oh, really? which is interesting when you look at films like um doug jones who's a well-known like man behind a monster so he was like uh he was in he was pan in pan's labyrinth uh he was sorry he was the fawn in pan's labyrinth and he was mm-hmm. able in hellboy and stuff like that and it's very much like there's there's moments where they come into the cottage in dog soldiers where like they're leaning under the ceiling they're having to crouch yeah. into the room because they're that big and it really sort of highlighted what these sort of things were. And they look good. We said, like, there's some stuff that just doesn't hold up. There are certain scenes where it's just like, wow, this is ropey as fuck. But yeah. as a first, like, Neil Marshall back in the day, that was his first time as directing. Like, that's a good fucking effort. And it does yeah, check the boxes of comedy, It's kind of held in that. And- it's held in that sort of, like, comedy horror, as you say, like, um, that sort of cult film. Do you know what I mean? Like, we, we left that going like that again. As a product of its time, we did enjoy it then. We still enjoy it now, but it's like I think you made a really good point as well when we we're in watching it and said if if this film was to be redone, you wouldn't be mad. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's got no. a good story behind it, a sort of good premise. Do you know what I mean? It's if you, if you yeah. kind of keep keep the same sort of characters and the kind of the premise that it's rolling on, like again comedy horror, then and it's just shot differently. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Almost yeah. like I think, them, I think we... almost like that film that I watched, Funny Games. Do you know what I mean? It's it's redid like um, ten years later, shot for shot, and it's exactly mm-hmm. the same way the original was. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's certain moments that stand up, and I think the cast is brilliant. Like Sean Pertwee, Kevin McKidd, um Neil Cunningham, yeah. who went on like turned up in a few episodes of Game of Thrones, are really good in it. Um, I think, yeah, it's a product of its time, but I said to you, like, I think it's our version of Evil Dead, and I also think it's interesting that with looking at the trivia for it, 
um, there was a there was a role that was actually offered to Simon Pegg, but Edgar Wright said no. I don't want that to be your first horror comedy. I've got something else planned. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, we said we yeah. said like how what was the time gap between this and Shaun of the Dead because it's clear like this is definitely trying to lean in that direction because it is gory and it is quite scary, it's scary at times. But it's there are some funny moments in this. Like yeah, when you think about it, it's saying, only like you know, two, two years like a, a, a gap. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. Not that far. Mm. It's also worth. I think it's interesting that Kevin McKidd almost lost the role to Jason Statham, but he was too busy ma- making Ghost of Mars with um, John Carpenter. Um, yeah. And I feel he missed a trick here. If I'm honest, I think um, I think I think the only kind of downfall that I can kind of say from it is like, I okay, bits of it were, were ropey, but there was some of the acting in it that was kind of ropey as well. But again, when it got to mm. the more like, sort of serious roles where they were like doing the little, little kind of monologues and stuff. The, the, yeah. It was good, and that's what kind of held it for them. Do you know what I mean? Special mm-hmm. like um, my kid Sean Petty, we, um, what's his name, who plays the fucking SAS guy? I don't remember. remember, but yeah, Neil Cunningham's character. Uh, yeah, Neil Cunningham's character. Sorry, yeah, and they all have the little sort of monologues in it, which kind of holds that together. So I mean, that's listen. If you if you've got a chance and you you don't have much on this week because again you kind of go to fucking Nando's or TGI's to. For a, for a bite to eat then drop into any cinema that you can and, and go and watch one of these films I mean you've got Dog Soldiers and you've got like, the likes of Rocky and all that are on at the moment so listen mm. it'll cheer you up I can guarantee you that 100% 100% um, but yeah mate um, moving on from this we've gone we've, we've stated this week is a fresh start a new slate a clean slate yeah so I thought you got bitchy and moany after my last riddle quiz. Oh, here we go. So I thought I'm, I thought I'm gonna end it on a, on a familiar favourite that you you were like bring it back and I brought it back. It's back. It's back in action. Ooh. I'm gonna give you a brand new round of We Could Be Heroes. Cue the music. Yeah, boy. We. Do, 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 we, do, 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 do. we don't. Yeah, we don't we'll edit that in. I just thought I'd put it in. But yeah, we'll um, We Could Be Heroes we'll was. Uh, we Could Be Heroes was a game show that I brought a while back um, that no one listened to. A game to, show. But, uh, <laughs> it was a game show. It was a little, nice little quiz that everyone was getting involved in um, where I basically read out a plot theme, a plot storyline replacing characters with um, other actors, superhero characters that they played in other films, i.e. Um, Spider-Man Takes Lex Luthor to Court was uh, Andrew Garfield and Jesse Eisenberg, i.e. The Social Network. So with that... Um, and that sort of thought process, if you've got that in your head, Sean, if you've got that round, yep. Um, yep. I'm going to give you various heroic characters and you've got to guess the actual film that they're playing a part in. So it's not the characters they're after, it's the people that played them and the plot they're a part of. Does that make sense to you in any shape or form? If I basically got to give you the, the film as well? You've got to give me the film, just the film, that's all I want. So if yeah, I say to you, Spider-Man takes Lex Luthor to court, it's Sean, it's the social network, yes? Yeah. Right, so I've got 10 questions for you, all of a similar oh, theme. Fuck me, the 10? First one coming up. I've got, I know I did them during this fucking podcast, are you impressed? Um, oh, right. do, you want, okay. do you want 10 or 5? Should we go? No, we'll go 10, Just, fuck it. Um, we'll go 10, fuck it. <laughs> the first question coming up. You ready? Ready. John Constantine... Gets proper dodgy with the red skull. So Keanu Reeves get oh the Matrix. 
Yes, well done. You see, I'm going for easy ones now because I know how much you got. Because I'm a newbie. <laughs> so, that's one of ten. Number two, the human torch, who was denied a bank loan, trains himself yep. up and leaves the thing behind. The human torch Tor- trains himself torch. up uh, and leaves the thing behind. The what thing. film am I referring to? Human torch or... Human Torch, Chris, Chris Evans? Correct. So it leaves behind the thing? Yeah. Oh! Oh! I can't remember his bastard name, but... But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So It's, it's definitely a film you've watched. We've talked about yeah, it at length. The Human Torch, is it so Chris? The Human Torch trains himself up and leaves the thing right. behind. Just, just give me the film. You know the film. I can't. I don't. I don't know what it is, man. It's on, it's on the tip of my tongue, and I'm like, a bit of punch my Mac. <laughs> Snowpiercer. Mate, I was going to say that, and I fucking don't know why I didn't. <laughs> why did you doubt yourself, eh? What are you doing? I don't know, mate. Um, right, right, anyway. Right, number three. Yep. Right, this is a bit of a risky one, but it's definitely oh. happening, so just give me some okay. leeway. Okay, okay. Carnage Carnage puts his girlfriend in jeopardy while Blade watches. Right, yeah. So, oh, um, White Man Can't Jump? Yes! Well done. Yes! Right, you see? This is easy, mate. You can smash through these. Yeah. Number four. Bane and the Beast on a road to nowhere. Uh, Bane and the Beast um, on a road to nowhere. Yes. So Tom Hardy and can I can't remember his name. English guy. Right. Yeah. What's Is that right? Yeah, you're right. On a road to nowhere. Yeah. <gasps> Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> yes, it is. Well done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh mate, you're smashing these out. Right. I'm good at this game. Thor is a receptionist. And his boss is a bit... Oh, Ghostbusters. Yes. So that is Chris Hemsworth and Kirsten Wig for Ghostbusters. Yeah. I should have referred to... I'm going to start from the beginning, right? So John Constantine gets a proper dodgy with the Red Skull. I, of course, refer to Keanu Reeves and Hugo Weaving for The Matrix. The Human yeah. Torch trains himself up and leaves the thing behind, which is Snowpiercer. So that's I, Chris Evans and it's Ma- Bell. Ma- uh, Carnage puts his girlfriend in jeopardy while Blade Watchers. That's Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes in White Man Can't Jump. Yeah. Bane and Beast on a road to nowhere. Mad Max Fury Road. Yep. Thor is a receptionist and his boss is a bit of a cheater. Is Ghostbusters. Number six. Daredevil and Nick Fury need insurance. Uh, f- um, so Ben Affleck and yeah. um, Samuel Jackson. But I, I know the film. Yes. So it's the... It's a <laughs> fuck, Jesus! <laughs> I I know I know the film. Like I've seen it a million times. What, what is, is the film, Sean? What is the film? Wait, <laughs> this is what happens when you say, "Oh, I'm good at this game," and then the next question comes up, and you're like, mm, "Are you?" Ten. Uh, Nine. Oh, stop counting! I hate when people do that. It's fucking irritating. <laughs> it's called Change Your Lanes. 
Yes, you're Googling this, you cheating bastard. No, I swear to God. I swear to God. All right, fair enough. I'll let you off. I'll let you off. Right, okay. Number seven. Daredevil dies coughing. What? Daredevil dies coughing. Daredevil dies coughing? No, I'm sorry. Not coughing? Da- no, I take it back. I take it back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Deadpool dies coughing. Oh, uh, but uh, alive? Is it buried or what's it called? The uh, Ryan Reynolds? I need an answer. I need a solid answer. Uh, I'm going to go with buried Ryan Reynolds. You are correct. You are correct. Yes! Right. Uh, number eight. Okay. Lucius Fox saves Jonathan Kent and gets rich for his troubles. So, Morgan Freeman saves yeah. Jonathan Kent. So, uh, Mr... Fucking! Mate, if you get if you get this wrong, I'll be heartbroken. I know, mate. It's your favourite. It's um, what'd you call him? Kevin Costner. So, <laughs> right. So say it again. Lucius Fox saves Jonathan Kent and gets rich for his troubles. Don't you be googling? Oh. I can see you, <laughs> mate. I am. I'm not doing it. My hands are on my fucking head. So we talked about it last. We talked about it last week. So you you should know this. You just need to know the film that those two people are in. That's all you need to know. I know Morgan Freeman and Kevin Costner. Why can I not think? Why can I not think of the film, Sean? Not know this. Why, mate? Why can I not think of it? (laughs) Brian Adams wrote a song. Jesus, I'm just. just Oh, Robin Hood. Robin Hood. There you go. Fucking hell. Oh, mate, I was pure sweating. I tried to get one. Imagine (laughs) not getting a King Kevin film. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Right, number nine. Deadshot and the Grandmaster get a virus. Uh, is that Will Smith and... Yes. Is it um, I Am Legend? No. Will Smith and... The Grandmaster. The Grandmaster. Grand Grand Think of the Grandmaster. What's, what films have you been in? I'll the... give you a hint. It's a Marvel film. Who the fuck's the Grandmaster? Will Smith. He's he's running so he's it. running the um So say it again. no no wait, wait say it again. Say the say the bit again. Deadshot and the Grandmaster get a virus. Get a virus? Don't know. Independence Day. Ah, uh, the Grandmaster that threw me off. Yeah, the Grandmaster was played by Jeff Goldblum in Thor Ragnarok and Deadshot was played by Will Smith yeah. in Suicide. Aye, they were both off. in it together in Independence Day. Mate, you've done all right here. I've got one more question. Let's st- finish right. as we started. Hopefully, hopefully. Right. Billy Butcher punches a Loki lookalike. Billy Butcher punches a Loki lookalike. So... Obviously, fucking Carol Urban yeah. punches a Loki look like. You look at your fucking punches a Loki look like. I want your hand. I want. I want your hands in the air. I don't believe you. I'm watching you, <laughs> mate. I've got my fucking eyes closed. <laughs> got my eyes closed. Right, I think. Uh, Carol Urban, and. So who's played Loki 
but looks who is a oh. Loki lookalike, but wasn't actually Loki. Oh, I was on there. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> you got me. Oh, you got to get this one no. right. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um. Mate, this is going to bug me so much because I can fucking see it and my, my, I've got my eyes closed and I can see it. Oh. Ten. Oh, wait, I'm Matt Damon. Yeah. No. No, is it right? Yeah, it's Matt Damon, but what film are they in together? Right, so Carol Urban punches Matt Damon. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I want both your hands in oh. the air. I don't believe you. No, um... As a, uh, <laughs> is it? Is it? It's not born identity, is it? Oh, close. Oh. Mate, you got three options. You got two other options you can pick. Come on. Well, three. Ah, uh, so. Ten. Mate, I'm so confused now, man. Nine. Eight. Oh, just tell me. Get me out of my misery for fuck's sakes. It was the born supremacy. Oh, well, same fucking hang, isn't it? Close it off. Uh, it's point. fucking not. Oh, like Batman and Robin in the Dark Knight. Same film. Same film. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to know your Val score? Kil- Val Kilmer and Christian Bale, same thing. <laughs> do you want to know your score? You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven out of ten, mate. Well done. No, se- seven and a half. Oh, seven. Why did you get seven and a half? Because the last one I got, I said born. So. Uh, no, you just got it wrong. Fuck off. Uh, Fuck <laughs> you. Seven out of ten. That's <laughs> clear cool. That was that um, was fun. I'm glad. I'm glad. Was it a lot easier than the riddle one? Oh, the riddles are for. Uh, mm, Nick knows what I say, but <laughs> riddles are for, and I'll just keep it at that. Let's. It's okay. for peas and peas. Well, on on that note, shall we shall we leave it? On there? that note. On that note, everybody, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. We hope you enjoy the new logo. We hope you enjoy the new fucking theme tune. Um, Keep your eyes peeled because, obviously, as we said, we're going to be um, giving away our first um, T-shirt ever that we're making and we're going to be giving away some some goodies with that as well. So um, keep your eyes peeled. But as always, if you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, all the big streaming service that everybody's on. Uh, and obviously for more real good stuff follow us on Instagram at this is real good UK. You can also find Mr. Staniforth on Twitter at Nick Staniforth and uh, I believe he is on uh, Instagram with the same handle, is that correct? That's exactly right, mate. That's exactly correct. And you can find myself on Instagram at Beard Carnage if you want to like haircut stuff and just sharing <laughs> silly things. So, yeah, it's been a pleasure, guys. We appreciate it, as always, every week for listening to us two absolute idiots uh, rambling on for close to an hour or over an hour. 100% yeah, over an hour, easily. 100% over an hour because Nick wanted to show off his quiz knowledge by embarrassing me in front of all you lovely people so yep have a good week guys um, <laughs> and we'll, we will see you soon say goodbye Nicholas goodbye Nicholas goodbye